0: on the Inside Podcast by The Sisters Enchanted, where we chat magic, hot topics, personal development, and good old-fashioned life. Brew up something delicious and sit with us for a spell. Welcome to this episode of the Magic on the Inside Podcast. I'm Sarah, founder of The Sisters Enchanted, and today we're bringing you a little bit of a different kind of episode. Today... We are hearing from Anna, my sister, co-founder of the Sisters Enchanted, and one of our expert astrology teachers in our Expedition Astrology program. Anna hosts what we call an Astro Jam session a few times a quarter for our Expedition Astrology students. And in the Astro Jam, Anna demonstrates sort of how she would read a chart. She helps to build the confidence of the students in the community who join the Astro Jams. She also answers questions about ethics, gives examples of ethical reading, what to do when you find yourself in a tricky spot (laughs) with a reading. And you find a placement that might not come across so well for a stranger in communicating that. And Anna goes over all that in the Astro Jam sessions. And because we do have a last call enrollment on the current version of our Expedition Astrology program at the best tuition rate you're going to get, we thought we would share a sneak peek of this Astro Jam session with you. This is her most recent one. So sit back, listen in, and enjoy.
1: Many, many moons ago, we had an Astro Jam session where we talked about Bob Ross for fun, and we thought how fun it would be to look at Bob Ross's chart. So we are going to do that today. I will say that it's not an exact chart because we don't know Bob Ross's birth time. So in looking at this chart today, we're going to very much look at planets and signs and not as much houses. I mean you can because it's practice and we can talk about like the house placement but just know in the back of your mind that like bob ross likely did not have these house lineups but we can talk about it whichever way we want there's a lot of interesting things in the chart and i found out today that he has the same birth date as my son which is really funny and they're both scorpio moons or scorpio suns sorry and um you know maybe I can be a little less. Nope, no, nope, no. Nope. I was gonna say maybe I can be a little less fearful of things, but my son still has an Aries moon in his first house, so I'm still just a tiny bit, tiny bit. Whoa. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm gonna share my screen. So, like with Astro jams we just really open the floor for chatting about a chart, what you're seeing. You can. Um, I encourage you to say what you're seeing and then make a statement that sounds like you're reading for somebody else. So if you're like, oh, I'm really intrigued by all of that Libra action he has going on there uh, and you say, you know, I don't want to say things for you, but you will tell me probably what you're seeing and then try to give it to me in in delivery sense that you would deliver to somebody who is a client who is a querent um, that makes it sound like they can understand I like to use the term explain it to me like I'm five so that it really sticks if you are a practicing astrologer and you have a client or querent and they come to you for a reading do you know how long an astrology reading can take to go through the chart in its entirety it can take like two hours or more, depending on how in-depth you want to get in on that reading. So something that you might do is you might start a reading and just talk to them about their sun and moon and rising for one session to get them really excited about their astrology chart so that they want to come back to you about another one. And then later on when you get your astrology, you know, confidence down, you might do other kinds of readings like transits or things that are happening uh, to them. So I also encourage you to maybe try to make a statement about the sun, moon and rising, or even come on and give me just like a five minute thought on what you would say to somebody if you were just doing a sun reading or a moon reading. Those can be really in-depth and really helpful. And I think we forget sometimes how important like some things are on the chart because you try to do big picture so fast that I encourage you to like focus in on one section and be like, I want to do like a five minute sun reading and just like, let me have it. And like I said, this is a time to like flex some astrology muscles. And if you've been a little nervous to start in, this is like easy peasy zone. So easy peasy zone. And you can unmute and share whatever you guys want.
2: So with his son in the eighth house, he tends to um, be more drawn to like you know the secrets and stuff like that, eighth house, uh, eighth house stuff. And, um, with is that his moon and his Lilith in Cancer? Mm-hmm. It appears to be that way, yes. Okay, so he can be sometimes very emotional, especially with the Cancer moon in the fourth house but he could also be very nurturing as well but with that Lilith and cancer he can know how to manipulate other people's emotions pretty well and yeah. um With the Neptune in the seventh house, there can be a tendency to maybe have illusions in relationships and partnerships and things like that. If his Venus is in Scorpio, which I believe it is, he can be a very passionate and deep um, person when it comes to love and relationships, but also can be very Scorpionic and revengeful and things like that. I'm
1: going to Vanessa challenge you, if I may.
2: Okay, go for it.
1: Let's, 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 let's have a chat. So those are all really good things that you said. So you're on par with, you know, what is happening in places. You used a lot of keywords that would describe the situations. Now, if you were talking to say Bob Ross or whoever's shirt that you're doing, so you, so that was like I said, those are a lot of keywords, a very good understanding of like what that looks like and what could happen. Now, if you were doing a reading for somebody, what would you say? Because I, because I don't know, were you at the last Astro Jam, Vanessa?
2: Mm, I think so.
1: The last one? Yeah, we did, we did my chart last time. Um, we, so I would like to have you, if you can, if you feel if you feel called to, um, and you can always meet yourself and think about it and come back if you want to and like take some notes. How would you say some of that to somebody that you were reading a chart for? Because you did hit on a lot of keywords that are astrological in their essence and in their nuance. Um, But I will say that uh, it is my goal in exhibition astrology for one, uh, to make sure that we are always being like super duper helpful and um, helping people grow. And Mm -hmm. that if you were doing a reading for somebody, I took some notes of some words that I would, that I challenge you that if you were reading for somebody to find a synonym for. So the word um, uh, revengeful, manipulative and illusions. So if you were sitting with somebody doing a reading, um, do you think it would be really super helpful to be like, oh, you might be manipulative sometimes?
2: Depending on the person uh no regular people will not like that
1: right so what's maybe another word um and you know looking at the shirt and then the helpful thing is, is if you know bob ross like mm-hmm. you know of bob ross do you know who bob, you know who he is yeah um yeah. i was like, you know who bob ross is i don't know maybe some people don't know who bob ross is but um to um in i wouldn't so i'm going to challenge you to you can put yourself on mute and you want and think about it but if you are posing These things, which you have this on the back of your mind, because those are keywords that go with these placements and these signs. But in the back of your mind, if you were going to share this information with Bob Ross, as a reader who he came to for, for a reading, how would you say these things in a way that might challenge him to think about himself, but are also in his best interest.
2: Okay, I'm going to have to mute myself and I'll come back for sure.
1: That's what's really, yes, please do that. Um, That's the really cool thing about astrology too, is that usually when you're taking on a client or a querent, you're not doing it on the fly and you have a minute to take notes and think about what kind of delivery you might get um, or what you you might give. And so when we come back to this, um, uh, I'll probably just wing it, but we can talk about it and then um, what I might say or something at the time. I'll probably wing it because <laughs> I don't have time to take notes, but does anybody else want to come on and unmute? I really like that, Vanessa. That was really good, like I said, structurally, keyword-wise, uh, the basic understanding of those signs and placements. Uh, yes, but I challenge you to to put it into language for a querent um, or client. I like the word querent, a questioner. <laughs> um, does anybody else so want to unmute? Anna, me? Me yeah, how Anna how- and- Hey, instead of manipulative, can you use the word persuasive? Persuasive is a little lighter. Um, and so we're talking about encouraging uh, sorry, encouraging too, so. encouraging, like encouraging be another nicer word, like wow. persuasive or encouraging. Let's um Vanessa, when you were talking about that, you were referring to the the sun in Scorpio, is that right? I wrote it down quickly. Or were were we talking about the moon and the Lilith moon?
2: um, Well, both placements can be
1: like that. So, but but, yeah, the Lilith
2: moon will be more emotional.
1: So, let's focus on scorpio sun because i think that that's mm-hmm. probably what you're going to see most because we um we don't do like there's not like a ton of content on lilith moon in the class we're looking to rectify that so i don't want to throw anybody on a crazed like lilith moon like what's lilith moon so let's focus on scorpio and sun here um and the fact that um, scorpio's For instance, so there was a thread also after the last Astro Jam that that I think only like one or two people participated in. um, That was to take a sign or a planet or a house that you had like a negative, I think I asked for signs, but where you have kind of um, a negative thought process towards that and to write three to four nice things about that sign or planet or house or whatever. Um, and I think that Scorpio is a really good opportunity for this and maybe even a good opportunity for this Astro gym to just take us take a pause and talk about it because I would say that uh, words like manipulative, um, destructive, uh, emotional, Go with Scorpio. Would I would I be right as that we would think that those are words? I see Christina laughing with me because I know Scorpio is a huge. Uh, Christina has a huge Scorpio essence to her. Um, I have a quiet, very strong Scorpio essence to me. Uh, so, I have found and and um, if I may talk candidly, Christina, do you mind? Yeah, I see a yes. Um, you can do this to me if you want me to stop. But we were talking the other day, Christina and I were about Scorpios and how um, how when Christina feels emotional, she's surprised when she displays emotion. And she was like, she uh, said something along the lines of, you made a Scorpio emotional. And I was like, but Scorpios are emotional. They're so emotional that when they're hurt, they may react in a way that is harmful to themselves. So you think of a Scorpio, they sting themselves. They no longer, you know, that they usually don't live after that, right? (laughs) Um, That's my favorite story about the Scorpio, the Scorpio and the frog, that the Scorpio wants to cross the river and ask the frog for a ride on its back. And the frog is like, no, you'll sting me. Like, why would I carry you across the water? And the Scorpio is like, well, that's self-defeating because I want to, Go across the water too so if i hurt you i'll go down too and the frog's like hey good point yeah hop on board and they get halfway across the water and the scorpio sings the frog and as they go down the frog's like why did you do that and the scorpio said well it's in my nature um which is kind of a, a, a strong story for that because obviously it's not just inherent in their nature to do that uh but um so we said manipulate and you said persuasive right colleen So let's think about some words that we could use. And like I said, you can lean on the fact that we kind of know who Bob Ross is to think of words that are helpful. So obviously, if you're just doing a reading for somebody, it's not as as easy to like throw something to their life, you'd look into their chart for other things. But with Bob Ross, you might say that he could be captivating you're so captivating that other people might try to be like you, might be inspired by you. Um, Because captivating, you can be captivating in somebody's best interest. You can be captivating in somebody's not best interest, but you're still, you know, people are looking at you. And that's a very Scorpio-esque energy to have. People want to know more about you. They want to they want to get like closer to Scorpio. So Scorpios want to get closer to you, but they also have that energy that people want to like tell you things and they want to follow you. So would it be fair to say that maybe not manipulative or persuasive, but maybe captivating? Like I could see you really captivating your audience and then ma- and wanting them to like join in and be an artist and to be, you know, lightly spoken. Um, And not using a word because like a word like um like manipulative i know in just in like my circle of people and readers that that's like a word that people are like whoa just like ego and that's a word you have to use in astrology that people kind of like pause at um so let's see what christina says well i i already saw that she said feel free to share my life um christina said i went on a self-destructive spiral thinking i didn't have the emotional connection i thought i had then i felt like i wasn't good enough for any anyone it took me a few days to get through it but i understood what i was doing and turned it around now i can laugh about it i feel like scorpio energy is alluring alluring i like the word alluring that's a good word so captivating alluring um colleen do you have any other synonyms like I'll read. I see that you're. I think. I think you're maybe unmuting yourself, Colleen, or she's trying to. I'm going to read this comment out loud while you're doing that. You can interrupt me. Um, um, what oh, about
0: dramatic? Like dramatic.
1: Like, I would. Uh, if you use the word dramatic, I would watch the way in which like you use it. Because if you say like you're dramatic, that could be like an, uh, Again, another like a. Kind like shoving. That might show. Right. It might not you could say right. you live a life full of drama. You're a showman. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that the word dramatic could be, like, if you're, if, if you feel like in somebody's chart that there is an es- essence that they might have be surrounded by a lot of drama, and they might be the cause of said drama, you could <laughs> say something like, um, let's think about it for a second, you might say something like, in your circle of friends, um, I could see that there might be a lot of emotions there that um, you get really invested in, and you really tune into, and you you know, people come to you about that. And so that they might reflect on the fact, does it sound like you that a lot of people might come to you when they're upset, or that you find your, yourself upset in your friend circle a lot? Does that sound like you? In astrology, it's really uh, helpful a lot of times to say, like, does this sound like you? Mm-hmm. Because if they're not ready to hear what you're telling them, they're going to think you don't know what you're talking about. That doesn't mean that you don't know what you're talking about it just means that they're not ready to hear it so oftentimes in astrology and the best kind of readings are ones that you turn back to them and you say this makes me feel and this is why i fancy myself an intu- intuitive astrologer because i might say something like this sounds to me like a fairy tale castle and you are surrounded by mystical magical woods I'm just making things up, but, and then I might go, does this sound like you? And if they're like, yes, oh my gosh, then, you know, you're like on the right track and you can follow where they're going to give them helpful information. And if they're like, well, no, that doesn't really sound like me, but like, you know, that that's the right track. You can dial back a little bit and then like pivot onto something else to see if they will start to see themselves because that's what astrology, tarot reading really offering a service like this in general is is that you want to help them see what they're not seeing without hitting them on the head with like a truth bomb because then they don't receive that truth bomb very well or they fight super hard to like fight against it or they are too hard on themselves about it and then and then it makes it it can make it like worse mm-hmm. if that makes sense Mm-hmm. um so i see amber saying yes christina scorpio has a way of getting the attention of the masses without exposing much of themselves Yet still gaining trust of most yes that is very very true um christina said scorpio like to make a simple but profound statement and doing something small that makes a big impact yes and a lot of scorpios like uh, colleen was saying there might be that cloud of drama because people want to tell you their secrets if you have a a a, a strong scorpio energy. People want to tell you things that they don't tell anybody else. And like I said, I'm a scorpio rising and I have a 12th house scorpio and I know this to be true. I know some things about people <laughs> that they don't want other people to know. But the thing about that is they come to me and I'm like that's not weird. That's actually quite normal because usually those things are normal and people are like afraid to talk about how normal they are when they really are. I'm like actually that's really super duper normal and that's cool if you don't want to tell anybody else about it but like with your bad self. That's something that I've told many people. I'm like, hey man, don't even worry about that. <laughs> um Christina's had strangers just like come up to her and tell her stuff. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. So I know I'm kind of being strong with uh, making sure that we're having really good language, um, but it's actually super duper important. And if you missed last Astro Jam, I encourage you to go back and find it uh, because we talked a lot about like me and as an astrologer, I've had readings by many astrologers and some that are like profound astrologers that like teach lecture halls and people wait years to have readings with that like cost a lot of money, say really terrible things to me. (laughs) And I'm like, are you? And then they they believe it so much so that it's harmful to the person that they're reading for. Even though I was like, that doesn't sound like me at all but they believed it so much. They thought I was in denial. And I like went home and I was like, I'm not really in denial because that like didn't make any sense whatsoever. So that's like, that's the weight of when somebody comes to you for a reading um, to be really inspiring and have them be comfortable and have them want to come back to you because you're helping them grow. Um, We're not trying to be like fortune tellers or telling them what they are in their life. We're telling them what their blueprint looks like and how to achieve their best selves, right? Does that make sense? And Vanessa said, yes, Scorpio moon, instead of illusion, would it be better to say that when it comes to partnership, they may have a tendency to look on the bright side of things. I like that. Um, You may have an outlook of what you want things to look like and might feel sometimes upset when it doesn't turn out that way. Does it sound like you that you've had relationships that you looked at through rose-colored glasses, perhaps, or something like that? You know, pose the question of, like, do you always go into relationships with a clear lens? Does it you know, and and ask them questions. Cause I really think that the best readings are when you start to have a communication back and forth because they give a little, you can give more. It's when people give you that stoic stare because I've done like readings, like round Robin readings, like in a, in a marathon sprint. And let me tell you, they're no fun. But when people sit there and stare at you like this, like tell me my life fortune teller, are you the real thing? And I'm like, it really actually doesn't work like that. And if you want your money's worth, you should probably talk to me. Because that's the best way to get the best kind of reading is to have a conversation with your chosen reader. (laughs) Otherwise, it's just not
0: it's it's not being utilized to its best, best capacity. Thank you so much for listening in on Anna's Astro Jam session, this little chunk of it anyway that we pulled out for you. I love listening to Anna and Sarah and Nick, our astrology teachers, chat on astrology. I learn so much from them every time they hit the airwaves and answer questions for our students and our student community. Man, they bring the hard-hitting questions sometimes, and our teachers rise up, help them figure it out, and steer them in the right direction. It's so great to see. I love learning just by listening to all of the conversation that goes on, checking out the Facebook group and uh just enjoying the time with the community because there is so many different perspectives and ways of looking at things and we learn by learning from each other here at the sisters enchanted so If you are interested in participating in an Astro Jam session sometime, you got to be in the Expedition Astrology program. We are remaking the class, doing some, uh, it's getting some upgrades, we'll say, and we're going to have that ready to roll out soon. Because of that, we're doing a last call on the current registration rates. If you've been eyeing Expedition Astrology, get your Pitukas in there because The time is now, my friend. (laughs) We're closing the doors up, and next time we reopen them, it will be the revamped class and tuition's going up. So get in on Exhibition Astrology if you've been thinking about it. We'd love to welcome you in. And uh, whether or not you join us, we hope you keep following along here at The Magic on the Inside podcast, on YouTube, social media, wherever you follow us. We're always doing something fun and magical. And until next time, I hope that you have an enchanted rest of your day ahead.